If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, and i tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. This is Bob America, home of Bob America's Convention and Gathering Toriums, and I have got a special for you. We're going to have Con Con. Are you a con man? Do you like conventions? Well, I got the best place for you. It's the best of both worlds. We're going to have a lot of con men's there at this convention. You can all con each other. You want to sell somebody a switchblade that doesn't really work? Go ahead. Sell it to them for $100. You want some dice that's in a back alley that's already rigged? Go ahead. We got a corner for you set right up. So, what we're going to do today is get you some tickets. Now, for the one-day pass, it's going to be $100. But for the three-day All-American Bass Pass, it's going to be $600. That's right. Three days, $600. That is a steal right there. So what you need to do is you need to go get on that clicker on the internet, click on over to ConCon, and get you some tickets today. That's right, the Bob America way. See you soon. Attention all internets, put the children in their cages, shoot your pets, yank grandmother's plug, put down your crack pipe, it's time for Very Dark, Very Quick. Alright. Hello Mike. Hey, how's it going Aaron? Man, it's good. So, uh, this is the first week, or first episode I guess, that we've gotten uh, kind of an edict from the home office. Yeah. We've been given an assignment. Yeah. They said they want us to cover cons. I think they're they're a little worried that after the live show, maybe we'll wane, you know, or, or drift. They don't uh, they don't like letting us off the leash too much. Yeah. Yeah. Especially here lately. Um, I think we've mentioned butt plugs and things like that far too much. Really? They, well, they have issue with the butt plugs. Well, you got to remember, this is a corporation... That runs through London, then to Japan. Right. So there's a mighty filter put on things. Yeah. In that London, you know, elbow. Sure. That it goes through. Uh, London pipeline. Yeah. London pipeline, as it were, which is a different thing in Guatemala. Mr. Penny Pinchier. Uh, is that how you say it? Uh, Penny you Pinch- got me. Penny Pinchier. He's a fucking robot. I don't think he cares. <laughs> he may not. He asked us to cover... The subject of cons. Yeah. So we're going to talk about D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Which, you know, that's that's a very interesting subject to me. Yeah. Because I did a little research, and I, and I, I want to emphasize the words very little, on different cons, like, throughout time. Sure. Right? So. Well, there was Jesus. 
Right. That's, that's the <laughs> oldest con in the book, literally. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of cons. I don't know what the first one necessarily was, unless you go back to maybe the Trojan Horse. Yeah. I mean, that's that really a pretty just a big job. con, yeah. right? I mean, it's a con during war, but still, I mean, I think that's, that counts. Sure. You know, you go here, here's a big present, a giant wooden horse. They roll it in, and they're very proud of their giant wooden horse. Then a bunch of people spill out and kill them all. Yeah. It's a pretty good move. Yeah, it seems kind of like a Walking Dead kind of thing at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. I guess our most recent con is what? Madoff? Yeah. And that's still... Or Trump. Well, that's, again, we're, we're, we're less than 10 minutes into this and we've dropped Jesus and Trump, so that's good. Sorry. This yeah, is no, my second great. podcast today. I'm already warmed yeah, up. I understand. I'm just going straight for it. Anal sex. Anal sex. Fucking Trump. Jesus. Trump. Yeah. So, Madoff uh, goes back to the Ponzi scheme. Yep. That's named after a real guy. Yeah, Arthur Ponzarelli. Arthur Ponzarelli, the first Ponzarelli. Yep. On which, if little known fact, Arthur Fonzarelli was, was based on. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Arthur Ponzarelli used to run around kicking uh, phonographs. It wasn't even the phonographs. It was those tubes. Yeah, the, the, the cylindrical. Yeah, the cylindrical tubes. He would kick those, uh, and he had a knack for kicking them just the right way where they would land and begin playing like Beethoven. Right. And nothing got the ladies moist like Beethoven back That's in the true. day. That's true. You know, to to be real, it was Mozart. Mozart was, was the one that was the panty dropper back in the day. Mozart. See, I didn't know this, but I was watching a documentary about uh, Rock Me Amadeus. It was yeah. like a little short film breaking down Rock Me Amadeus. And Taco? Appar- no, uh, it was um, Falco. Taco was uh, uh, the, uh, where do you go? Uh, putting, putting on the Ritz. Ritz. Yeah, yeah, that was Taco. Yeah. Uh, no, Falco. Taco and Falco. Maybe that's a scam. Ooh, the taco, the same guy. The taco Falco. <laughs> taco Falco con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Mozart was like the the uh, the Kurt Cobain of his day. Really? Yeah, he was the the Axl Rose. Yeah. Did he get all fat and wear a t- wear a like a football jersey? No, he died. Oh, well, that's much sadder, <laughs> I guess, especially for his family. He, he died and he was put in an unmarked grave. Really, Mozart? Yeah. yeah. No, come on. Mm-hmm. Unmarked grave. Didn't you see the movie? No, man, come on. And the the end of the movie, they just dump his body out of a wagon into a big pit with a that bunch of other bodies. That was What's-His-Face-All acting crazy, right? Uh, yeah. You know, something I, I, I read about Beethoven recently, speaking of of <laughs> classical music <laughs> like we were. Um, and Reginald Penny Pinchair is going to... Well, he'll love this. It's classical music. Uh, That's true. We're giving our due to the finer things in life. Um, You know, I've heard that some of his programming was downloaded from Rasputin's brain that they have on display. Really? Yeah. So there's a little bit of real Rasputin and Reginald Penny Pinchair. Huh. Explains a lot, really. Something to listen for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So something about Beethoven. He had a piece of metal that was attached to his piano. And he would bite down on it as he played. That way he could hear Feel it. Feel the vibrations. Yeah, he could hear it in his head. Yeah. yeah, like CNC Music Factory said, feel the vibrations. Uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Whatever, it's Thank the same you. fucking people. You're, you're very correct It's like that. Taco and Falco. It's the same fucking people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So, um, couple of couple of cons. Can you believe that motherfucker is like Marky Mark? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, that's a big con right there. That is a big con. I want to be a movie star. No, you're not. This man. guy Just was, wear the fucking underwear. This guy was burning down hotels, wearing his underwear on TV. Calvin Klein, and, right? And yeah, and bench pressing cinder blocks <laughs> <laughs> under overpasses. Yeah, he was that far from Josh. You know, Josh was giving hand jobs. Marky Mark was lifting cinder blocks. If he just put down the cinder blocks and gave one hand job, that's right. That's history right. would be different. One, the happening would probably have Val Kilmer in it. Probably be better. It probably would. So be. Uh, um, I want to I want to say something about Josh just real quick. Okay. Um, only man I've ever known to give four dollar hand jobs. And the worst part about a four dollar hand job is you've got to give change. <laughs> We've already. Done I know this. I've said that before, but I like that joke. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. Um, all right, Obviously. so uh, yeah, I like that. I, hey, I went to a, a church school, by the way. Um, new Coke, New Coke, fuck them. Pick and the poke, pick and the poke. You ever heard that? Yeah. So the pick and the poke, very old con. Yeah. In 18th century, uh, cows and pigs were very scarce. Yeah. Right? Very high-priced meat. So a con man would uh, sell an unsuspecting person a bag, a burlap bag full of a squirming animal. Right. And say it was a piglet, which they would buy for a higher price, thinking they're going to raise it, feed their family, you know, for years, whatever. Right. Not years, but, you know. Um, well, I guess if they salted it correctly. A pig lasts a long time. It can. It's a lot of meat on a it pig. It very well can, yeah. We used to buy a pig after it was slaughtered, and it would last at least a year for a family of seven. Did you really eat that pot-bellied pig? No. Okay. No, no. no. We put that on Craigslist, and a bunch of Mexicans <laughs> came and got it. <laughs> so somebody <laughs> ate that pot-bellied pig. Oh, yeah, pig. yeah, yeah, yeah. That pig was eaten. The, the ballsiest thing about the people who showed up for the pot-bellied pig is they ask if they could have the uh, the metal water dish that we use for the pig really? also. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you, no, you're not I want using that. It anymore. Yeah, no, I want that. I'm going to keep that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to raise beets in it or something. Jesus. Did you give them the pig? Yeah, I gave it to them. At a certain point, that pig was fucking mean. Really? You would get within 10 feet of that pig, and it would just start just squealing at the top of its lungs. Well, he had hypertension. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He because, had hyper something. Because, you know, He's all a pig. that pork. That's that's what did it. Yeah, that's almost as good as four dollar hand job. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they would sell them the pig in the bag, right? And then the person would give them the high dollar. And they'd walk away, and it was like a cat, bag of squirrels, squirrel, something like that. Yeah. yeah, which it seems very rudimentary. Sure, but you can see how somebody would fall for that if they're hungry enough. Well, and also if you're not suspecting it. Sure. I mean, this is one of the first cons. People were were trusting. They didn't expect some asshole to come along and. Absolutely, and take them for saps like that. I think that's a. I think that's what a lot of it is. So I'm going to share a little bit with you about one time I got took. Okay. By a con man. Tooken, tooken, taken. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's copyright. Universal. Um. So I desperately wanted a uh, French bulldog. Yeah. Cute fucking oh shit! That's the cutest fucking dog ever in the world. Yeah. Right. Just the greatest looking dog. Yeah, they're cool looking dogs. They're the perfect size. You know, you can carry them around. They can get on the couch, whatever. Yeah. Right? Kind of like a beagle. Like your beagle. Yeah. Right? Only they're nicer than beagles. Beagles are kind of shit. Beagles. Beagles are very loud and very uh, moody. 
they're dicks. They're grumpy. They can be. They, they can be very grumpy. They just they hate everything. But I want a beagle doesn't want to exist. Well, that's probably true. They are the old man of the dog kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. They're just waiting to die. From from the birth, from from fresh out the <laughs> fresh out the, the, the cabbage patch. They're ready to go on to that uh, patch. They're ready to go on to that great boneyard great, in the sty. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the, the sty. sty. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Great boneyard in the sty. So I found somebody on Craigslist, of course, where all great uh transactions deals take are place. Yeah. yeah. Um I've made several Great deals there. Me too. And I'm sure that's prepared me for what happened. Hey, you know, one time on Craigslist, I traded a Christmas tree for another Christmas tree. Mm, I yeah. like that. I had, a, I had a Christmas tree that was way too tall uh-huh. for my dining room. Uh-huh. So I went on Craigslist and said, my tree is too big. <laughs> Trade me trees. And within 20 minutes, I had someone on the phone. Within an hour, I had... A tree that was the perfect size. My tree is too short. <laughs> well, my tree is too long. Right. That's right. exactly what happened. Yeah, that uh, I feel a I feel a recording coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the tree exchange. Yeah, yeah the, the great tree exchange. Well, it's kind of like uh, what's that thing where they, she sold her hair and the, gift of the magi. Yeah, the gift of the yeah. magi. Yeah. yeah. He bought her a brush he bought her a or brush something, and she, she sold, sold her, her hair, hair to buy him a something. Yeah. 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 It's very romantic. You see, it's just no communication is what that is. Yeah. You just don't talk to each other. That's one of the things that I don't get. Like like 90% of romantic comedies would be an hour shorter if somebody would just open their fucking mouth and say, Oh, that's true. This is what happened. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't fuck your brother. Right. It, it, uh, three's company would not exist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If people that's just open their totally fucking mouth. Totally true. Um, so anyway, I wanted this French bulldog. Yeah. Found a person on Craigslist. They were cheap, which, you know, shouldn't have been. Yeah. French Bulldog's one of the most expensive dogs you can buy. Pretty expensive, yeah. 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 She sent me videos, all this stuff. And, of course, she wanted payment in prepaid gift cards. Really? I bought one. And then I realized, oh, fuck. You know, I'm being taken here. Yeah. She kept sending these videos of the dogs running around. It was just bullshit. Is there a fucking plane landing on my street? No, there's not a plane landing. There is a... uh, Easy E fan outside. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the one time. Easy does it? That was the one time I think I got took took an. Um, so so what happened on Craigslist? Did you Not just the, cut off communication? Well, I couldn't. I mean, what the fuck am I going to do? I thought you were going to tell me that she sold you that weird pug you got with the fucked up dick. No, no, he's not a pug. He's a Boston. He's a Boston Terrier. Yeah, yeah. His name is Manu. Yeah. Uh, He's got a corkscrew penis. No, he doesn't have a corkscrew penis. He has no covering on his penis. Ooh, uh, no sheath. And I will say that I am—I I feel like the savior here. I am his Jesus. Yeah, because he was going to be killed. Really? By a breeder who yeah. knew that that was a defect, couldn't sell him for as right. Much. So yeah, well, he's him. adorable. I got I him for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's he's, a good deal for he's Boston Terrier. Cool. Yeah, he's a good dog. He's yeah. a good dog. He likes to Don't want to pet his belly. No, no, he's always pointing north. Yeah, um, which always seems to be your face. Yeah, so <laughs> he's just red rocket all the time. Josh would love him <laughs> <laughs> if only he had money. Yeah, well, I'm sure Josh would take other things. Um, bones. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a double entendre there somewhere. Yeah. So we went through the pick and the poke, the melon drop. 
Oh yeah, what's a melon drop? Which seems like I a saw thing. Uh, Gianna Michaels doing the old melon yeah, drop. It seems like a thing on day. Pornhub. Yeah, where you just watch a compilation of melon drops. A uh, simple trick where the scammer intentionally bumps into someone on the street, dropping a pre-damaged item, and then insists they pay compensation. Very simple. Most cons are, yeah. honestly, very, very simple things. That's like the equivalent of the slip and fall at the supermarket. Oh, absolutely. Almost. And the slip and fall is really a one or two man game. Yeah. You know, yeah. you really only need to slip and fall and maybe need a witness. Right. That's about it. You need a hype man. You need somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I just saw that. You didn't have any signs out. I'm going to testify. Yeah. I, there's a lot of people getting rich on that these days, though. Is that a big thing right now? Well, it's all the, the rage. I know disability is at the highest it's ever been in our country. Yeah. People on disability. And um, a lot of the disability. That's because you're considered disabled if you feel bad that day. Well, I will tell you this. Like, like I broke a nail, I'm disabled. I don't know if I told you this or not, but um, I work for a state institution that kids can go to. Right. So a school. Right. It's now okay for them to self-report as to what's wrong with them. Oh, yeah? They can they don't, self-diagnose? They don't need to bring anything in. Oh, really? No <laughs> note from yeah, home? Yeah, yeah. How about that? God damn. How does that work? It, it just doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. They just don't come to school. It just doesn't. They either, either don't come to school or they just uh, come to school every so often or whatever. They're just lifetime students. Yeah. Disabled lifetime students. Hmm. It's perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, Texas education system, one of the worst in the country. I think it's just education in general. I think it's all over the country. And now, shut up your wrong with Volk. It's another shut up with Volk, so let's go with this. So, uh, biggest con that I know of. Uh, you ever seen the food pyramid... Well, see, the food pyramid actual original design structure was to encourage you to eat in certain structure. Basically, it's, this is called an industrial diet. Um, this was also encouraged because of funding on the period. food pyramid was on these baseline foods. In other words, someone had a very high amount of investing in this. This is also where, you know, fat, bat, bacon blew up in the 1800s and so on and so forth this is kind of how we taught people to eat or encourage them to eat and uh well this is what we made of it so ladies and gentlemen biggest con i've ever known of the food pyramid an actual not structure of our eating diet because of well if you ever want to go off of science terms uh we actually do need salt in our system not a high amount and because the salt is not actually on that motherfucking thing, you kind of know we're not matching what we need in life. The food period varies depending on your actual survival and what you need by body intake and so on and so forth. Which means that there isn't a all-round motherfucking food period. Pyramid. Or food structure. There's an industrialized diet that we try to encourage the world to do. Um, let me just say, United States, we killed off the buffalo, we brought on the fucking cows. Kind of thing. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a dietary structure that does work for a large percentage of people. In some nations. 
But it's also a dietary structure that does harm in long terms instead of short terms. Let's just say diabetes didn't exist until certain people started eating in a certain fashion and so on and so forth. Unless this Lord Volkarp was shut up with Volk saying thank you and be well. Paid attorney spokesperson. Have you or a loved one lived on a desert planet as a farmer, buying droids to help your uncle with the space farming? only to be swept into a galactic war in which you were forced to confront possible incest, the revelation of your true father, and had your hand cut off in a grueling space battle on a planet-sized ship intended to blow up other smaller planets for galactic supremacy? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. The radical law firm of Dewey, Cheatham & Howe, will help you fight your case. They get nothing, until you totally win. Call, 1-800-233. 7267, that's 1-800-BEEP-BOP. I'm a robot. Get the cash you're entitled to, today. Dewey Cheatham and Howe is a time-specific law firm, handling only those cases related to the 1980s. Uh, the False Good Samaritan. Ah. So the False Good Samaritan um, is uh, somebody comes up and mugs you, right. right? Somebody comes running after them. Sure. They lose them. And then at some point, uh, they got your wallet back or whatever. Right. And you give them a reward, and they split it. Again, very, very simple. Sure. Right? So, to me, a so good it con, seems to me like like that con is really just a way to extract money from people without getting the cops called on you. Well, that is that is a lot of the cons. Okay? So, you can look at three-card Monty, um, where you've got a red queen and two black jacks. Right. Um, which is pretty much illegal everywhere. When, oh in the yeah, world. yeah, yeah. But if they they feel the heat from anybody, thinking, "Oh shit, this game is rigged," they go, "Oh, the cops!" and they run away. Yeah, seen that in a hundred movies. <laughs> always in New York. Yeah, it's always in New York in a very dark alley right. where somebody seems to be gambling or for some Chinatown reason. somewhere. Yeah, all of them seem to be where you know if there's any sort of heat, well, we can blame it on the external whatever that's going to come get us. Right. That kind of thing. So that ends whatever con you're on. Yeah. The one con artist, well, there's two. Two con artists that I admire. One is D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Never got caught. Nope. Jumped out of a fucking plane. They found some of the money. Yeah. He might not have actually gotten to keep that money. But I like to think he did. I like to think that he gave them just enough to, to set them off. To throw them off yeah. the snap. to throw them off, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the entire story. Well, uh, Dan Cooper, he was on a flight dressed in a nice business suit, looked like a regular old businessman, got the attention of a flight attendant and sure. told her that he had a bomb. And this drink cart just hit me in the knee. <laughs> I'm suing you. <laughs> no, he said that he had a bomb in his briefcase and he was going to blow up the plane if they didn't give him a phone or a radio so that he could talk to the FBI. Or, I think it was an abacus at that yeah, point. Yeah. It was one of those Motorola sidekicks. It was a speaking spell. <laughs> <laughs> the cow goes, I'm going to call the cops. He got him to land, uh-huh. hand him $200,000, which was a lot of money back then. I think that was the number I could be sure. wrong. Got him to take off again. Yeah. And, um, somewhere between here and Panama city, yeah. he jumped out. That's, isn't that amazing? He, he had a parachute. 
It's fucking ballsy as shit. It is ballsy right there, as shit. Man. At any point, that thing could have gone wrong, but it didn't. He got away with it. <laughs> it's pretty fucking amazing. There probably was no bomb. Yeah. There's that. That's one of the hallmarks of a lot of the con guys. They don't. They don't necessarily care about hurting people. Well, a lot of the time they don't carry weapons, right? Because that aggravates your charges. Well, that's true too. Yeah. So these guys try and be more clever than your average street thugs. Than your average bear. Yep. Well, I was going to tell you about the other one that I admire. Oh yes, that's Frank Abagnale. Right. Uh, catch me if you can. Catch guy. me if you can, guy. Yeah. Uh, pretended to be a doctor. Pretended to be a pilot. Got away with it for years and years and years. Yeah. Made some money. Conned a lot of people out of money. Did you know that he pretended to be Leonardo DiCaprio and was able to star in a movie about himself? That's what I heard, yeah. 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 Um, a lot of people think that was Leonardo DiCaprio, but those of us in the know know it was just Frank Abagnale on the, the whole time. Uh, the Leo email list. Right. Yeah. Leo list. Leo list. Leo list. Com. Com. Yeah, check it out. Um, Looking for a date with Leo. <laughs> L, L for L. L for L. <laughs> lesbian for leo so the thing i admire about frank abagnale is i believe he did a lot of it just to see if he could fucking do it yeah and he did well and in the time that he was doing his thing people were still pretty big rubes back then well back then it was really hard to identify people because we didn't have a fingerprint database and we didn't have well we had facial recognition fingerprint database database, but it was by um um it was kind of like um it it wasn't you had to give it up right and it it wasn't something that could just be cross-referenced with a few mouse certainly and dna wasn't a thing right you know yet and things like that so you could pretty much pretend to be anyone you wanted to be and get away with it for a very long time a lot of people pretended to be doctors back then oh sure doctors sure yeah yeah, it, it was a pretty common thing. A lot of people just simply change their name. I'm I'm Rick Sanchez now. Prove me wrong. And no one could. Yeah. That yeah. kind of shit happened all the time. People were able to fake their deaths. You can't do that anymore. It was... Uh, Is that a challenge? Dude, if you fucking <laughs> successfully fake your death, I will I'll give you $100. Well, I think if I successfully <laughs> fake my death, you won't be able to give me $100. I'll just leave it under the mat okay. of my house right, after you've you. faked your death. If it disappears, then I'll know. I won't You'll tell know. Anyone. You'll know. Um, so the thing that I really admire about him, though, he did four years in jail. Yeah. Where he convinced the guys running the jail that he was an undercover jail uh, examiner are you fucking kidding yeah me? so so he would get like this preferential treatment he was treated and like all a this king. yeah he was treated like a fucking king <laughs> once he got out the fbi hired him yeah they hired him to find other con men yeah and now he goes on tours and 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 the cool thing is he started paying back some of the people that he took money from that reminds me a lot of kevin mitnick i don't know who that is he was uh he was a hacker Oh yeah, yeah, yeah famous yeah, yeah. hacker yeah, yeah. that got in trouble for hacking into Computel. Or he was one of the first ones that they said you can't be near a computer for the next twenty years. He, or yeah, whatever. he's the guy that Zero Cool from Hackers was basically yeah. based on. Yeah. Well, when he got out of jail, he went to work for Zero Cool from Hackers. What a shitty movie! <laughs> Ooh, you got a color changing straw. Yeah, 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 yeah. It changes to blue. When that you're was drunk, a great it's blue. movie, Mike. I loved Hackers. Do you really? I yes. How about Sneakers? Sneakers was good too. Yeah. Hackers was better. Scanners is better than both of them. Oh, Scanners is fucking fantastic. Fucking Cronenberg, man. It's the first time I saw somebody's head blow up. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm, think about it. First time I ever saw someone's head blow up was D- Day of the Dead. So, but I think hacker, I think scanners came out first. Day of the Dead, uh, scanners, and Tom Horn. You ever seen Tom? Never Horn? seen Tom Horn. It's a really great western with Steve McQueen. Love Steve McQueen and uh, fantastic. You should watch it. It's one of the last things he did. Hey, did you know that uh, me and Jordan just got done recording a dumpster fire cinema for the movie Dead Alive? That's what I heard. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. What do you think? Remember, I worked in uh, video stores yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, and that was that was a staple. It was a big one. Every video store had Dead it was a big Alive. One. It was right next. Not to a Faces lot of, of people Death. had seen it. No, but it was in every store. Yeah, everyone knows the cover. It had the the woman's head with a little skeleton zombie head coming sure. out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful cover. I would have never watched the film if I hadn't if it wasn't for. the I cover. will tell you this: the eighties were a wonderful time for covers. Yes, in they were. Yes. So you remember the what movie was it that had the VHS cover that had like a blood in it? Yeah, I know what you're talking it was about. A, yeah, it, it was it's a like squishy plastic, or whatever. Squishy yeah. package with blood in it. There was a lot of that uh, kitschy, catchy type stuff yeah. uh, there for a while. I remember uh, the like Jack Frost. Jack Frost is yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Where it changed whenever you looked mm-hmm. at it, stuff like that. And we're not talking about the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. Nope, nope. We're talking about uh, the Killer Snowman Jack uh, Frost, and it was a good movie too. I mean, it was stupid, but it was good. Oh, it's very stupid, yeah. But yeah, Dead Alive. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's a pretty good con man. You want to talk about him? (laughs) Yeah. Look at the shit he he made. made, He made Dead Alive, and somebody gave him $100 million. fucking terrible movies. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, that guy. Yeah. I I think that he's made full circle, and he's done exactly what he wanted to do the entire time. Frank Abagnale, get at me. Yeah, get at us, Frank Abbott now. Slide up in our DMs. Slide up in our DMs, indeed. And now, Crazy Vicky. Hello? Yes? Just speak right into the mic? Oh, okay. Right right here, okay. Yes, yes, I'm Dr. Horvitz with the Truman Kapoor Center for Medical Wellness and Financial Stability, presented by Capital One. I'm required to say that part since the acquisition. What's in your wallet? Sorry, I, I feel dirty every time I say it. Anyways, yes, I am currently the lead psychiatrist in charge of patient number 147352, or as she calls herself, Vicky. I am not sure if we were ever given her real name. Now, as a medical professional, I can tell you a lot about her past or her treatment. What? Oh, she signed the forms? Okay, they were a business, so what do you want to know? Oh, yeah. She's really, really crazy. I mean, really, really crazy. I thought the same time when she came in here. Like... There's no amount of mental trauma that could happen to one person and not produce a vegetable state. But hey, here we are. To use the kid's street vernacular, she cray-cray. So anyways, I met Vicky for the first time about two years ago, and she was dropped off in the emergency room behind the center. Oh, what's that? Oh yeah, we have an emergency room center for, you know, mental emergencies. They happen, believe me. They happen. We've had a lot of new patients dropped off the door when families can't deal with them any longer. But most of them run off or walk off. But not Vicky. No, sir. She walked right in and said, I think it was something like, Now my mama done cracked nut. And she said, My head shrunk. 
and since she was over 18, I think, yeah, sure she is. <laughs> Anyways, she is of age and she requests the start and end of her own treatment in this state. We've asked her once every three months, by law, if she wants to stay. And she seems downright giddy about sticking around. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, she's real popular here. Well, she doesn't get many other visitors. There was a group from the church a while back, but I, I think she scares him off. Then there's you guys. Oh, wait! There is that one guy. Oh, sh oh sorry. I, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, there's this one guy that shows up all one time. They say we're selling medical equipment. So, of course, they pass them on to the doctors. Hey, it's not so bad. Sometimes there's a free steak in it for me. I love steak, you know. Like, real bloody, nice marbling, a pat of butter on the top, grilled over a flame. None of that cooktop stuff. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I was talking about supper time. Anyways, so the salesperson is waiting around for me and Vicky spots him. Now, Vicky sometimes gets a little rowdy. Sometimes, I guess, it's our own fault. We gave her a key to go in and out of the lounge. She loves hot cocoa. Anyways, she spots the guy, and I guess she went to the lounge, and she took one look at the nurses' uniforms, and she walks right out and starts talking to the salesman. Man, is our security bad. You'd think owned by a bank and all. Anyways, she talks to the guy out of the door and into the guy's car. I mean, come out, and nobody's there, and I wanted some steak. The rest is just what the cops told us. But apparently the guy was not a real salesman at all. He was a con man. You know, the guy in Music Man? I know. He was going to try and put me down on some big deposit and skip town. But it ain't the half of it, brother. Let me tell ya. I guess Vicky has been around a bunch of these old types growing up and kind of developed a sixth sense for crooks. Kind of like a crazy superpower. Not as cool as flying, but hey, it's something. I guess Vicky's talked to the guy into jumping off a freaking bridge. I know, right? Yeah, so the cops don't know what she said to the guy and she ain't talking. So I guess it's a mystery. But here she comes waltzing back in, handed in the uniform and went to bed. I mean, I'm glad too, because I'm bad with money like that. I once paid for a condom at a free clinic. I know, right? <laughs> so all in all, she probably saved my job. Who knew, man? I love that story. That story and the steak. Jeez, am I hungry now. Anything else you want to know about good old Vicky? Oh, Vicky, hi, uh, fellas. Oh, hey, boys. I didn't know we were talking today. What's the subject? Oh, no, Vicky. We are doing a, a story for the news. You know the news? What's about? Oh, just a dumb old medicine. No big deal. I just had to interview a doctor. You know, by law. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Okay, well, bye, guys. See you soon. And, uh, Dr. Horowitz, I need a bath. <laughs> sure, Vicky. I'll be right there. Don't look at me like that, you two. It's innocent. She just likes me to hum the battle hymn of the Republic while she's bathing. Outside the door. I stand outside the door. I told you she was crazy. Okay, I guess we're done. Okay, okay. Hey, before would you go? 
Would you like to fill out a quick credit card application? You get a free Truman Capoe as a gangster t-shirt. I mean, he's in the Capital One gang. Not sure what that means, but I do get the commission. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, see you next time. What's in your wallet? Should you eat that cake in the break room? What makes the ultimate office pet? Is the shuffling from the next bathroom stall a demonic rite or something far worse? On the Work Life and Balance podcast, you can find terrible answers to some of your most uncomfortable questions. Whether it's coming to work with late-stage syphilis or staying on trend with pants full of angry raccoons. I'm Frank Eastman. And I'm Derek Lewis. Two guys who ought to know better on work-life imbalance. Find us at WLICast.com on iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, so we need to, uh, we need to address what just happened. Yeah. Um, we got a phone call, and we got three emails, which I thought was a little bit of overkill. Yeah. Um, and, and... I never gave him my email address. Nor did I. And I got to say, it's the same one that my kids contact me on. Yeah. And that's really the only way I want my kids contacting me. Um, Penny Pinchar, Shir, Shar, from uh, Onichan, said that we're talking about the wrong cons. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't mean con artists. He meant, he, he meant conventions. Conventions, yeah. So those yeah. kind of cons. Yeah. Kind of weird. It, it is weird, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't understand why Onichan really cares. No, I mean, why would they give a shit? What's their skin in the game here? I don't know. That's, uh, That's maybe, maybe it's a long con. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Um, so, well, uh, anyways, they just, were very adamant about it. They were pretty adamant. Somebody's going to get hurt. If we don't do the right thing. Yeah. So we're going to shift gears here. Shift gears, go to conventions. Yeah. Uh, being the cons that we are supposed to cover. I don't know a whole lot about conventions, Mike. So the conventions that I know about, we've talked about um, the bronies. bronies here before. Yeah. Which I think led us into some furry talk, right? Yep. So we've got a friend. Yeah. Um, I've got several. She is a very big convention goer. Yes. She dresses up like things. Yep. Which I think they call cosplay. She's a cosplayer. Yeah. Yeah. So where does the cause come from? Costume. Costume player. Okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. That seems like something I could suss out. Nothing, own, it doesn't but, have anything you know. to do with Bill Cosby at all. Thank no, 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 no. That's that's popsicle play. The pudding um, pops. The pudding pops. Dig them in the pudding um, so <laughs> she, uh, I know she spends hours and hours sewing her costumes. She puts a lot of work into it. She puts a lot of work into it. Um, dumpster fire cinema's own Jordan is also, Oh, she used to be a cosplayer. Didn't cosplayer. She? she still is. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, she, uh, went to one last year, uh, dressed What's up dressed as, as, uh, I believe an elf. Oh yeah. Priestess or something. I think I saw a photo of her dressed as the green gal from Guardians. Yeah, and uh, she's also got some photos dressed as uh, vampires. Vampirella? No, not Vampirella. That would be awesome. Jordan, Vampirella. Vampirella. That's one of those that people would appreciate. 
<laughs> not because of the knockers. I'm just saying, <laughs> but because of the, the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, the nostalgia, the obscurity, that kind of thing. Yep. Vampirella yeah. was a very cool comic. Vampirella or Lady Death. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So conventions. Uh I have been to uh the San Diego Comic Con. Yep. Flew out there one year with my wife. Uh met Biz Marquis. Really? Met the guy who plays Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Uh-huh. No longer plays Chewbacca. He still does the voice. Met the black guy with the big furry hat from Obi Boogie Boogie One. Whatever that show is with the puppets. There's there's people oh, dressed in... Uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, Yo Gabba You met Gabba. DJ Lance Yeah, Rock. yeah, yeah. I met him. Love that guy. Uh, met the guy from Too Many Cheeseburgers. Oh, are you talking about... McDonald's uh, Killed My Soul. You're talking about Morgan Spurlock? Morgan Spurlock. Met him. Met the big, tall, goofy comedian guy kind of bald uh but big kind of lurching he was on the sarah brian Pochain. yeah met brian Pochain. yeah i love that guy yeah he was really nice guy yeah i bet he is we met him and he reminded me of roger yeah exactly like roger they they have a very similar voice same dude cadence yeah same dude i love roger roger is a great fucking guy be sure and check out the anime buddies on anime buddies what's the other one he does what's the wrestling forever Ah, yeah. That's what it is. The number four ever. Good musician, I think, too. Is he a musician, too? Fuck yeah. He's a fucking renaissance he, man. He had guy. a band called the Stool Boys, and they would do like fucked up country songs. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I, too, have been to a con. Which one? I went to the Dallas Comic Con mm. Fan Days, mm. where I met Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Dead or not dead? She was alive oh, good. at the time. Um, Must have been more exciting for you. Yes, definitely. This was right touch a corpse for a dollar, dude. <laughs> Still too soon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she was lovely. She was somebody who got treated really shittily. Yeah, her and the chick from Superman. Yeah, Margot Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. Rest in peace. Both she just them, died about two weeks ago. Yeah, both of them got treated like shit. To be honest with you. Yeah, and I think they both had mental issues. At one point, Carrie Fisher had a severe drug problem. She had dr- a severe drug, well, and it was very much inherited from her mother. Yeah, um, but I think both of them had real. Her problems. mother was Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds, actually the first one who started Long John Silver's. I don't know if you know that. She she opened the first Long she John Silver's. She opened the first Long John Silver's in America. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that's not true at all. Good. Yeah, Long John Silver's is fucking terrible. It's not terrible it, everywhere. No, it, it's, well, the one here is very bad. Well, there's a couple. There's yeah. a couple here. Is there a, more than one in Waco? Valley Mills and Baylor. Two I didn't know, I, the, yeah. the one on Valley Mills is the only one I've been to, and it's shit. Yeah. Well, do you eat the fish with the vinegar? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. All right. You, you can't eat fried fish without vinegar. That's just crazy. Well, you can. It's not a good but idea. But catfish. Yeah, I don't do catfish. White fish. Love white you have fish. to have with the vinegar. Nah, see, uh, if it's shitty white fish, I'll use the vinegar. But like when I go to Luby's, man, <laughs> I go in dry with that shit, man. That stuff's so good. Come on, that's man. where it's at. You said that, fucking Luby's crunch, is good in the same that crunch fried fish. No, listen, man. This segment brought to you by Luby's, <laughs> your neighborhood cafe. Luby's, when you just can't think of anywhere else to fucking go. Luby's, have you paid too much for fish lately? 
Lubies. We got Jello. <laughs> Lubies. Tampico steak. What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Uh, Those are great, though. Also, at the fan days, I met uh, Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're probably still getting over that. Oh no! I that was that was the big thing for me. So wait a minute, Adam Baldwin. We're talking about Jane. Okay, 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 okay from okay, okay. Firefly. Gotcha. Anytime the Baldwin name is uttered, yeah, I think immediately to Stephen. I love Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin is a big doofus. He is a big doofus. Yeah, Biodome, motherfucking <laughs> the usual suspects. Well, that's true. Usual suspects. Good, Come good, on, good man. role for him. Role made for him. Yeah, be the doofus. Yeah. Give me same the deal. fucking cash, motherfucker. Same deal with Biodome, honestly. Yeah, Biodome was a legitimately good movie. I'm a big Pauly Shore fan. Um, so, you know, that was right up my alley. I'm sorry for your family. <laughs> His mother died recently. Yeah. She was the one that ran the comedy cellar? The comedy, comedy store. Comedy store. Yeah, 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 comedy store. Mitzi. Mitzi That's Shore. It. Mitzi Shore, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's a dumbass. Yeah. But you know what? He is a guy that capitalized on his fame at the right time. Yep. Paul, yep. Have you seen Pauly Shore is Dead? Yes. Pauly Shore is Dead is the reason why I cannot ride with you when you say Pauly Shore is a jackass. Because he did that, and it was fantastic. Well, no, 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 no. Self-aware. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. good. You remember when the Rico Suave guy was selling oranges sure, by the freeway? Sure, sure. That but that, that's very much That's a great fucking joke. That's very much a callback, though, to his MTV days. Yeah, sure. What, well, and, everything and is a callback that's to what his I'm MTV saying. He is, he, that's all he rides on. Same deal with Paul Rubens, but Paul is still trying to milk that character. Paulie Shore gave up the weasel thing yeah. at the right time. I mean, at the time when nobody wanted it. Well, nobody ever <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> they but, wanted it for a couple of but, days. Yeah, but you got to admit, there was some gold 1995 was a dry gulch. I mean, we needed some weasel. Come on, man. We still had Bill Hicks and George Carlin. There was no room for the weasel. You're talking about kids, man. Yeah. You're talking about kids. Kids weren't listening to George Carlin or Bill Hicks. Well, thank God for Pauly Shore. Also, at that convention, I met uh, Peter Mayhew. Yeah. You, you almost, He's at every convention. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't throw a rock at a con without hitting Peter Mayhew. You know he lives around here. Really? I believe he lives in Valley Mills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No shit. Yeah. Wow. He's he's about seven foot nine, and he has severe uh, bone problems. Bone problems. And stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was bad off at San Diego. Yeah, he doesn't get around very well anymore. Yeah. But he's he's fairly old guy too, so he's done all right for himself. He's done great for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with that. But who's the guy to play Willow? Uh, that would be Warwick Davis. Yeah. He's in the new Han movie. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen Solo yet. Mm-hmm. Is it pretty good? I loved it. I thought it was it's, great. It's not doing well in the I know, and office. I don't understand why. Well, I say it's not doing well. It's still number one. It's just not doing as well as most Star Wars properties do. I thought it was fucking great. I really did. Yeah. And they bring back a character that I love. Really? That got zero fucking love from anybody else. 
Hmm. Yeah, I won't tell you who that is, but it's it's a great character. Is it Parkins? <laughs> no, I love it's, Parkins. It's a great character that got killed way too soon. Huh. Okay. From the prequels, I thought it was a really good nod. It's Qui Gon, isn't no. it? No, I thought it was a really good nod to people who put up with the fucking prequels. Yeah, well, that's you know? nice. And I was like, oh shit, that's a fantastic thing because that was the only thing that saved that fucking thing. That and Darth Vader falling in lava. The thing about the prequels that annoys me the most is that you have this big moment in The Empire Strikes Back. You have the I'm your father moment. And if you're a young kid and you're starting watching these movies, you're probably going to end up watching this movie episode one through episode eight, right? You're going to start with uh, The Phantom Menace. Which means you're already going to know that he's his father. You're already fucked up. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like, that. that's the big thing. That's the big revelation. The, the big surprise that no one ever saw coming. And they just shit on it. I mean, you, you... Listen, all of you guys out there with children, with sons, don't show them the Phantom Menace no, first. Start them with Star Wars. Start them yeah. with yeah. Episode Four. Uh, you know, you don't even have to show them the Phantom Menace at all. No. You could skip straight no. to Attack of the Clones. Uh, you know, if Attack of the Clones and then Darth Vader is alive or whatever the second one. Revenge of the one Sith. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. But but for for the love of God, start at Episode Four, please. Yeah, start at do four. It, do it for your kids. They won't through, forgive you. Otherwise. Get them through the end of three. I mean, get them through the end of those four, five, and six. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, skip the Phantom Menace. You don't need that. It's inconsequential. Nobody needs to that the shit. story. No. Yeah. No. That was about selling cups at Seven Eleven. Yeah. That's all that was. Yeah. And also, don't let your kid, uh, don't let your kid like Jar Jar. If your kid likes Jar Jar, hit him in the head. Throw him in the pit like a fucking Spartans. Hit him in the head with a shoe. If he laughs at Jar Jar, he must be destroyed. Yeah, Jar Jar is just shit. Yeah, Jar Jar's the worst. I mean, it really is fucking yeah, Jar Jar. I, I know it's cliche to, to make it fun is, of Jar Jar, it but it, there's but it a good really fucking is the worst. It Every stereotype comes from somewhere. Yeah. And Josh came from his mother's vagina. That's all I'm saying. Josh is a walking stereotype. Josh is Jar Jar. He it, really kind of is, oh, isn't he? Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was a clarity moment. Josh is our Jar Jar. You can see Josh walking up to you and go, how's a doobin'? <laughs> Oh my god, I think he's actually done that. I think he has to. Fuck. Josh is Jar Jar. He ruins everything. (laughs) Josh, you ruined Star Wars, you fuck. Josh, you motherfucker. And now, the lighter side of life with Lady Glitter Sparkles. Greetings, fellow star plane travelers. I am your guide to bodies celestial, your leader to the light, your heavenly teacher, and your guru to all things. I am Lady Glitter Sparkles, now a college graduate. That's right, fellow people of the stars. I have completed my degree from the University of Zululand in the field of information studies. Well, it's more of an honorary degree. Something about being there too long or something, but that doesn't belittle the fact that I am now a learned being. I am not one to hold things over others' head, but I now hold a piece of paper that says I am, in fact, smarter than most of you. 
So there's that. Why do I mention my degree? Good question, truth seeker. As part of my final classes at Unizulu, as us alumni call it, by the way, if you're interested in the University of Zululand, look them up on the internet at www.unizulu.ac.za. If you mention my name, Lady Who Glitters, and I get a free t-shirt. As part of my final classes, I was to produce an in-depth study of something. Could have been almost anything. Now, I was kind of befuddled as to what to use for a subject, so of course I meditated and fasted for three days in a sweat lodge to get closer to Gaia so she could tell me which direction to go. Well, I say sweat lodge. I mean, my AC is screwed up, or not paid for. So after three days sitting and sweating on my couch, which really needs a good cleaning now, I was given a vision. It came to me in a hot, sweaty state that was described by my roommate, Debbie, as a disgusting display of human filth. Debbie doesn't get visions. She's a dental assistant for Gaia's sake. She's never even taken peyote. Shut up, Debbie. I was lucky enough to receive from the universe a guide to choosing the fascinating group of furries that live down the hall from me and Debbie. Ugh that are always having parties, going to raves, or just enjoying their lives. The only real thing I know about them is that they are both forced to work for the man. I think it's some terrible soul-crushing box store or something. I can't even fathom how they make it through their days. I mean, if it wasn't for my dreamcatcher Etsy business, my disability for modifiated septum, and the few thousand dollars my father sends me each month, that could be me. But for the grace of Gaia, go I. So anyway, these guys are always dressing up like bears or horses or something and going to secret parties. They sound like they're having a ton of fun, lots of, oh yeah, do it, and give me some more, coming from their apartment. They have a bunch of friends dressed like other animals. It just looks like something I wanted to check out, for education's sake. So I saw Tom, or Ted, or is it Terry? I don't know, doesn't matter. And we talked for a while. I told him how interested I was in what they do and invited me to their next big convention to learn more about the lifestyle, as he called it. I was very excited, to say the least. So when the day came, it was about a week later, what's-his-name and I went to the city town convention center. He drove me in his minivan. I mean, it was very dirty, with what looked like grease stains all over the back. There were no back seats, and it was full of weird things. I saw a saddle, what looked to be a gallon jug of something called Astroglean or Glide or something. The most disturbing part where there were several heads to his costumes. He calls them furskins. Yuck. Anyway, the heads all looked like they were from a kid's show. The heads, whose eyes always seemed to be looking at me, all had a look like that look a perv at a park staring at kids has on his face so when we parked at the thing and bill or frank or whatever told me a little too late for my taste that i couldn't go into the convention if i wasn't wearing a persona what me pretend to be something else that does not usually fly with me but this was for school so I agreed. He got out a big 
pink-looking thing that was part pink and part brown all over and told me to put it on. He said it was Shocker the Squirrel. Kind of dumb name for a squirrel, but when in Rome, so I put it on. It was smelly inside. Real smelly. I couldn't place the smell. It seemed to be part B.O., part swimming pool, and part dead fish. It was gross. But after a bit, you get used to it. Well, not used to it, but... Oh! I know what it smelled like! It smelled like Debbie! She stinks too! Anyway, right away I had issues with my cost... I mean, fur skin. Ugh. There was a big flap in the back that kept popping open, but Greg or Fred or Steve said it wouldn't be a problem when we got going. He said a lot of stuff like that. Found out along the way he's a little creepy himself. Once inside, I was floored. I mean, floored floored. It was more than the time I was accused of taking Debbie's gross two-day-old meatball sub from the refrigerator. She knows I don't eat meat. I mean... I did take it, but after two days, that stuff is fair game. And I thought it was tofu meatless balls. She's the worst. Ugh. Standing in the doorway of the convention center, all you could see were people dressed as furry animals. It was surreal. Just furry, furry animals all over. We walked around the floor room a while as he introduced me to his friends. So one thing I learned, none of these people go by their real names when they're dressed up. So he would say... This is Fun Cat, or Here's Dinkle Dog, or something like that. It was odd at first, but I kind of got into it. I mean, the universe did want me here, so being my usual non-judgmental self, I played along. And it was pretty fun. It was kind of like being a kid again. We'd point at the costumes, talk about things like raw dogging, or whatever that is, and just laugh. I figured I would get a ton of stuff for my presentation. But then came the night. Oh, my stars and constellations. That's when the trouble started. I was genuinely shocked at how fast this event turned into a page from the animal version of the Kama Sutra. There were animals having sex. Yeah, I know. They all started feeling on each other and rolling on the floor and opening each other's flaps, if you know what I mean. Now, I don't judge, and sex shaming is not a very enlightening thing to do, but these people were Caligula-style freaks. I was asked more than one time to go to the pound. That's what they call the back room there. I mean, it didn't look like a pound, but it did smell like one. We went a total of 10 hours at the center, and solar travelers, I gotta tell you, I loved it. I have never felt more free. There's something about wearing that suit that makes me do things I wouldn't normally do. I was ravaged by the feeling, and some other animals, and my mind and parts of my body went on a journey. I joined a stampede. I learned how to sit, to roll over, fetch, and store nuts for the winter. That's what they call it when a guy gets his... Uh, oh, wait, never mind. <clears throat> Suffice it to say, dear listener and fellow truth seeker, I had fun. A lot of fun. Several times worth of fun. 
The following days were spent writing my presentation and fielding calls from various animals I met. Let me tell you, guys in cartoon duck suits don't give up. I finished my project and sent it to school and was preparing to do my video portion when I received a text from my counselor, Nuck Nuck. He said, please do not send a video. You have graduated. Do not contact this number again. I guess he was leaving the job or something. Anyway, that's the story of how your healer and mentor, Lady Glitter Sparkles, became a scholar. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to call what's-his-name. I believe my IUD may be in the bottom half of that squirrel costume. Namaste. You ever find yourself in the middle of a long night wanting some of that hard rock? Yeah! Has your whip gone gone and you got the baddest need for some of that sweet gravel? Yeah! Are you on the edge of a cliff called life and can go on without a big old chunk of sleet? Yeah! Well, baby, don't be tripping. Okay. We got you covered at Bustabee's Crack by Mail. No way! That's right. All you need is access to a mailbox and somebody's credit digits. Busta will send you all the Scrabble you itch in for. <laughs> Get on them webs today. Go to BustaBeThat'sNotCrackDelivery.com. It might take a couple days. <laughs> so stock up on as much chemical as you can. Yes. Get it done. I get it. Get your crunk nuggets. The slow and steady way. Yeah! Busta Beast Crack by Mail is not affiliated with any non-legal entity or persons. Busta Beast Crack by Mail does not sell crack cocaine. Busta Beast sells empty boxes that are shipped from the island of man to our customers. If said boxes happen to contain illegal substances, Busta Beast takes no responsibility of said substances. I mean, who you gonna believe? An upstanding business with a legal team or a crackhead? My name is Jordan. Hi, I'm Aaron. Yeah, man, let's get this dumpster fire started. President Tiny fucking Lister. You know, I always kind of feel bad for Kate Winslet. She's done a nude scene in a movie and it's still got a PG-13 rating. You gotta shit your shorts. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Eagles and fireworks and shit. Hitler, what a fuck boy, right? <laughs> Am I right, guys? Why would you feel the need to eat a dick? I think you eat the dick last. Queen of the Damned, the best Anne Rice film ever made. It was seriously like a seven-foot penis. It's just me and a mustache. Ha That's the prestige. Steal the, the air. air. The time to hesitate is through. Fuck oh, you! Quit smacking your fucking candy. Jeff Bridges can do everything Kurt Russell does without having that stupid fucking face. The Fire Cinema. Wherever film podcasts are sold. This is the sadder side of cons. Okay? Yeah. You know Land of the Lost. Not mm-hmm. the Will Ferrell movie. Because that doesn't exist. The TV show. Right. The TV show that replaced the dad at some point. About halfway through. Mm-hmm. With an uncle. The girl and the boy were both there. The children from the show. Yeah. Holly and Will, maybe. Something like that. So they were both at this con. And they're both in their 60s at this point, right? Yeah. So already, it's a little sad. Yeah. They had this deal set up with an inflatable boat, like in the like in the show. Yeah. And a Sleestack's head, for some reason. And they would get in the boat with you and pretend to be going down the, the, the rapids. You know, ah, screaming stuff oh, for a no. hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is fairly sad. Chaka was there also. You know Chaka Zulu? You know who Chaka is? Chaka, 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 Chaka. Chaka was the one little ape kid in the show. 
I never watched the show. I, I got to tell you, yeah, I don't know who any of these people. Makes are. me sad. But Chaka was the one little ape kid in the in the show. You know, if you go back and you listen to a lot of these shows, a lot of my shit goes back to Sid and Marty Croft. Who are they? Sid and Marty Croft are the guys who created the McDonald's characters. Sid and Marty Croft created Land of the Lost. They created H.R. Puffin stuff. Mm-hmm. They created the Brady Bunch uh, variety show. They created Lidsville. Uh, they created Dr. Shrinker, Electro Woman, and Dyna Girl. A lot of shit that I mentioned. Yeah. They're still alive. And these guys are, are cashing in on some of the stuff that's now becoming like vintage yeah. or whatever. Like it's I coming said, back around. They made a an Electro Woman and Dyna Girl movie about a year ago huh. that nobody's fucking seen. Have you seen it? I have. Is it any good? It's actually fairly decent. Really? And it's because it makes fun of the whole Electro Woman and Dyna Girl legacy. Yeah. You know? But these two people are it, and it's kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek or whatever. It's right. pretty good. It's not bad. Cool. The girl that plays Dyna Girl, famous comedian, uh, can't remember her name, but she's very good. Very funny. It's good shit. Right on. Met the Aquabats. At oh, a convention? The, I love the Aquabats. Yeah, met them. Don't turn the radio down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they hang out with Biz Marquis. They do. Yeah. Biz Marquis was a cool dude. He really was. He he took like some time and talked to me. Yeah, I'm sure he is a cool dude. Is he mentally challenged? I, I, I can't say either way. Because you, you couldn't tell. I, well, I couldn't tell 100%. Okay. I could say with like 98% accuracy. And I think no matter who talked to him, he thought they just wanted to be friends with him. Oh, so maybe he was misinterpreting signals. He could have been, and I think that's, that's you know, when something like that is your downfall and what made you famous at the same time, can you name another Bismarcky song? Nope. Yeah. No one can. No, he no. was a one-hit wonder. It's impossible. So, uh, conventions, there's a ton of them, right? Yep. Every yep. time you turn around, there's a new convention. There's one for furries. There's one for plumbers. There's one for... Uh, anime folks, that seems yep. to be the biggest thing in our little group. They're extremely passionate about what they do. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing with any fandom. And we've talked about this before in our Bronies episode uh, and in our Weirdos episode. You know, if you've got something that you like so much that it gets you up out of yeah. bed, gets you doing things, yeah. gets you creating things, then that's fucking great. And now, fun talk time with people who know stuff and tell me things, by Josh. Hello, I'm Josh. Hello, oh, fucking shit. <laughs> Alright, wait. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick, and I'm here tonight with... Snow. Snow, and nice to see you again, Snow. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome, glad to hear that. So, uh, yeah, Snow, this week on VDVQ, we are talking about conventions cons anything of that sort yeah you got any uh, any crazy cool good times stories for us um i wouldn't say they were good times but i do have two super crazy con stories for you yeah um so my first one was my very first anime convention uh i was going with a group of friends and i was underage that's a very, very key part of the story. And so I was going around as Aqua from Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I had made the outfit myself and accidentally cut it a little low. Um, and this dude dressed as Waldo, as in, where's Waldo? 
uh, came up and started talking to me and everything. And he was being super nice and asking me questions about the game and me being a young, naive, underage girl, uh, I talked with him. And then eventually my friends found me and they're like, hey, we need to go. Let's go get food. And I was like, okay. And, mm, okay. and so as we were walking away, I noticed that I kept seeing him behind us. And it was just really creepy. Um, so that we, we finally got away from him and everything. But that was my first Crazy Con story. Wow. So basically Waldo found you and you weren't trying to find Waldo. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, my second story is actually why I'm kind of terrified of Deadpool cosplayers, which sucks because I love the character. Oh, okay. You're, you're terrified of uh, Deadpool cosplayers. Okay, why is that? Um, so I went to a different, uh, more, more like a Comic-Con, but still an anime convention. Uh, and this time I was by myself. Um, I had just turned 18 and I decided I wanted to go to a con by myself and be brave, which was a stupid idea. <laughs> um, and I was dressed as... Um, bombshell harley quinn so i'm walking around a con in heels that are absolutely huge and uh just going around being harley and it's super fun and a deadpool cosplayer runs up to me and he's like harley can i take a picture with you so i was like sure yeah that'll be fun and without asking he picked me up we took the picture i was like okay you know not super comfy with being picked up but that's fine we were on the second story and we were next to the uh the balcony railing yeah and he proceeded to hold me out over it and like do a stupid pose and you know make it look like a deadpool-esque photo well the problem was he didn't ask me so i'm freaking the fuck out and being dangled over a second story balcony and then he put me down and just walked away and i was like you're not even gonna say sorry like you almost killed me wow uh, well, I'm glad to see that you actually uh, made it here and you're alive. And uh, so, yeah, make sure you look out for any uh, pedophile Waldos running around. <laughs> or Deadpool cosplayers. Thanks so much, Snow. No problem. Hello, I'm Josh with Very Dark, Very Quick, and I'm here tonight with... Gregory. Gre- Gregory. Okay, hi, Gregory. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good, and yourself? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, buddy. Let, let me tell you. We are actually talking about... Conventions, cons, any of that sort. Uh, you have any experience or uh, ever ever gone to any uh, conventions or slash cons before? Conventions. When you in, when you introduced yourself, I thought you were just talking about cons. I I know how to get free pizzas from Pizza Hut by telling them that there was a roach in my pizza. When you said con, I thought I thought you were talking about a different kind of con. Wait wait wait! wait. You you mean like 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 a like con con artists like yeah yeah so like pizza people are the laziest sons of bitches on the earth i mean uh, oh, 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 hold on hold on so so how often have you actually uh been been doing these uh these cons on uh, on pizza places oh uh, all my whole life but it, not even just pizza places if you go get yourself some some motor oil and you empty the whole thing out into a different container. Yeah. And then you fill it with water, and then you super glue the rim of the cap back on itself, and you make yourself a little seal. You can you can return it to to Walmart for the whole price. You got a free gallon of oil, and you got yourself a market of people who always need their oil changed. And so all of a sudden, it seems pretty lucrative not to scam Walmart out of motor oil. I mean, if that's your thing. 
And uh, and have you ever gotten caught for any of these uh, these these cons? Uh, <laughs> Would I be sitting here talking to you if I did? No, 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 no. Uh, most people have about the intelligence of a house plant. The trick is not to get too greedy. What you really want to do is you want to hit and go. You find a target, you hit a target, you leave. Six months later, they haven't learned their lesson. I mean, you just... That's interesting. That's not what we were trying to talk about at all, but, uh... No, no, hey, thank thank you for the info, Greg. Gregory, uh... Actually, can, can you tell me more about the, the pizza place? I mean, a- after, after we're... Let's, we're just going to go ahead and end this interview. Conventions is the thing you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Hey, well, hey, hey don't, don't worry about it. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll, I I'm, have... I'm going to cut the mic, and we're going to go ahead and talk about I it. I have a friend some, some who pizza. does asparagus yeah. farting conventions. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you so much, Gregory. No, honestly, Sharp get, and tell get me some about jars. Some, you, you get some... Hello, this is Josh with Very Dark, Very Quick, and I'm here tonight with... I am Sam. Sam, hey, nice to see you again. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Tonight on uh, VDVQ, we're actually talking about conventions, cons, uh, that that whole sort of deal. Um, yeah, you have any experience or stories with that, Sam? I went to a uh, Satanist convention once. A uh, Satanist convention? O- okay. Uh, how, how'd that go for you? Everyone has a misconception of it's all gloom and doom, but we're happy. We're very happy. Okay, uh, what are you guys happy about exactly, I guess? Because Satan gives us a lot of gifts. People call them sins. I call them happy gifts. Do you have an example of, uh, of one, one of these, uh, these quote-unquote happy gifts? Yeah, they say it's a sin to sleep with anybody. I sleep with everybody. Even you, Josh. We could bond over this. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're, we're not, we're not going to be uh, sleeping together with Sam. That's, uh, that's, that's not my deal. Okay, so, uh, yeah, yeah, how did the convention go for you there, Sam? How, how, was, how was that? It went very well. We, we had a bloodbath at one time. It was donated, though. Nothing illegal, of course. Of, of course, yeah. But donated. I don't want people to get the misidea that we're bad people. We're just happy individuals who accept gifts from Satan. Hey, thank you so much, Sam. Uh, you know what? I have to use the bathroom uh, alone. I would like to go with you. No, no, uh... I'm a trained professional doctor. I just don't want you to be in danger. Okay, Especially yep. yourself. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, fuck this up. out. <laughs> and I'm here with the one and only... Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, thank you. All right, yeah, good deal. Tonight we're actually talking about conventions, cons, that whole deal, those those shenanigans. Uh, any thoughts uh, you ever worked with or done any the, any partaking in conventions? I've been to several conventions. Uh, my, uh, my, my, my job takes me to several different places. Uh, I've been as far as Orlando. Um, I've been uh, as close as uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I mostly attend, uh, conventions that have to do with my job. Oh, wow. Okay. Those sound, uh, entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. What kind of conventions, uh, I mean, what's your job? How about that? I'm an accountant. Oh, wow. You're you're an accountant. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an accountant. Okay. Uh, how long have you been, uh, in accounting for? Uh, I'm not great with numbers, but I would say probably about 12 years. Wait, wait, you're an accountant and, uh, you said you're not great with numbers? Well, you know, these days the computer does it mostly for you. 
how did you get the job without having you know what never mind never mind this is this isn't about well I, honestly okay. it, if if you need to know i'm numlestic that means that i cannot see numbers oh um i was i was uh diagnosed as a child um but through the dream act uh i was able to become an accountant anyway uh my mother was an accountant my father was a uh ringleader at a circus but um i chose the more practical route although i do own a monkey um i don't want to talk about it um but numbers have kind of been my nemesis for most of my life. But the conventions helped me get into the social aspect of accounting, numbers, um, uh, bondage, things like that. Have you ever heard of uh, Roman numerals? You ever, you ever tried working with those? Roman numerals. Yeah, yeah. It's where they, they actually use, like, you know, letters in the alphabet to, uh, to depict numbers. Oh, I like the sounds of that. Is there a website I can go to? Uh, just, just, uh, just, just, yeah, uh, f- uh, fucking romannumerals.com. Okay, all right, all right, I'll try it out, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, uh, uh you, you look like you might be a little busy. I, I see you're wearing, uh, your, your leather, and you, you took your, uh, red ball gag out. This is, to, uh, to this is pleather. Um, oh, okay. it's much more cost effective. Uh, it wicks away the sweat. Uh, and that's not necessarily a ball gag. Uh, it is a gag. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is in. It's not in the shape of a ball. It's more of a tetrahedron. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna let you get back to what you're doing uh, there, uh, Jeffrey. And okay. uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for being here with us. I, I appreciate it. Do you know if they're still handing out uh, the free samples of lube? Yeah, that guy over there, he's, he's got some Jeff. extra lube. Yeah, Jesus. Hey, attorney spokesperson. Have you, or a loved one, lived on a desert planet as a farmer, buying droids to help your uncle with the space farming, only to be swept into a galactic war in which you were forced to confront possible incest, the revelation of your true father, and had your hand cut off in a grueling space battle on a planet-sized ship intended to blow up other smaller planets for galactic supremacy? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. The radical law firm of Dewey, Cheatham and Howe will help you fight your case. They get nothing until you totally win. Call 1-800-233-7267. That's 1-800-BEEP-BOP. I'm a robot. Get the cash you're entitled to today. Dewey, Cheatham and Howe is a time-specific law firm handling only those cases related to the 1980s. Okay, Mike, listen, I fucking had enough of this shit. I don't give a fuck what Reginald Penny Pinchair says anymore. Okay, all right, I got you. I'm taking this shit back, man. As of right now, fucking... We're reclaiming. Yeah, VDVQ. Reclaiming VDVQ. We're going fucking rogue, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like talking about conventions and stuff, but this is a fucking comedy show. So what is it you really want to talk about? Poop. Poop is funny. Poop is always funny, man. Poop is funny. This is this is uh, something that we have talked about over the last few weeks. Yeah. Should we do a poop episode? We should definitely do a poop episode. We should well, do I think it this is right it right now. This is the poop episode. So, have you ever seen? Fuck you, Penny Pinchier. Yeah, fuck you, Penny Pinchier. Poop on this. Grand poopon. Suck our poop. Have you ever seen the Human Centipede or any of its sequels? 
so I've seen some of them, parts of them. Yes. Right? I've right. never seen an entirety of the movie. The only one that I've watched from beginning to end is the second one. Right. And I want to tell you, is that Mike. the black and white one? Yes. Yeah. The second Human Centipede is legitimately a great movie. So the first one, very German. Yes. Very Dieter Lasery. Right. Right. And if you know anything about Dieter Laser, did you ever watch Lex? Maybe. Dieter Laser was all over Lex. They were flying around in a ship that was shaped like a dick. Ooh, maybe. It was a living ship. They had I the might have. really hot woman with DSL. Two X's? That was part, 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 do what? L-E-X-X? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Dieter Laser was all over that. And that was like 20 years ago. And he has been in America this whole time. And he's exactly the same. What's he done? Lex and the human centipede. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dieter Laser does not return for the human centipede too. Uh, instead, it's this really weird, uh, short, very round, yeah, kind of round guy, creepy yeah. turtle yeah. guy. Yeah. That movie is fucking terrifying. See, in the first movie, he was a doctor. It was all sure. very surgical. Mad scientist kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It was all very surgical. Everything was very clean. Sure. In the second movie, this guy is a fan of the first movie. Ah. So but very Blair Witch 2. He's a security guard right? in a parking garage. Okay. He brings, he kidnaps all of these people. One of them's a pregnant woman. And, uh, oof. yeah, oof indeed. It gets real oofy with that pregnant woman. He basically makes this raggedy fucked up like bargain basement dollar store human centipede out of them and it's just a clusterfuck everything goes wrong all the time really it is horrifying okay horrifying it's in black and white except but there's funny a, in the same in the same way uh no i wouldn't say it's funny Okay. It's well, it's funny if you are able to see the humor in all of the awful things that are going on on the screen, which I can. When I'm watching movies like that, to me it's funny that this exists and that I'm watching it. Not necessarily anything in the movie is funny. It's it's a horror film. I get that. It succeeds in being a horror film where the first Human Centipede did not. The first Human Centipede was just a shock movie. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, second yeah. Human yeah. Centipede is it was like, it was a like... worthy film. So tell me how that lines up with Poop. Well, for those, uh, for our listeners that don't know, the Human Centipede movies are about... All three of them basically follow the same premise, and that is that there is a person who wants to make a Human Centipede, which is a bunch of human beings who have had with the exception of the first one uh which would be the head of the centipede they have had their mouths surgically attached to the person in front of theirs anus sure and subsequently the person behind them we've all been has there. had their mouth attached to that person's anus right, right so you feed the head of the centipede and the theory i guess the point of the, the whole thing goes is that yeah the poop goes into the mouths of each one, and then they poop that poop out into the mouth of the next one. And at the end, you've got, uh, you know, poop made up of all of their poop. Uh-huh. Why anyone would want to do this, it's never really explained. Really? Yeah. See, I, I figured at some point there would be an explanation. No. As to why the poop was so rich mm. in nutrients at the nope. end. Nope. No, nothing like that. 
So in the first movie, you have a doctor who makes a human centipede. In the second movie, you have just a regular schmo that uh, makes a human centipede. In the third movie, Dieter Laser returns as a prison warden. He makes an entire prison into a human centipede. How many people? I don't know, Mike, because I watched maybe half an hour of that movie before I just had to turn it off, not because it was gross or anything like that, but because Dieter Laser is fucking terrible. As, uh, As the warden... He's trying to put on a Texas accent, but Ooh. he's still a German. German still Texas accent. Very German. I like that. And obnoxious and unable to act in any way. And so it's just Dieter Laser screaming. So put him put him on uh, uh, footing with Werner Herzog. Where does he fall with Werner Herzog? What do you mean? As far as accents go? Well, as far as a German acting kind of well, I don't think of Werner Herzog as an actor ever. He's a director. In well, my he's been mind. in a shit ton of movies as an actor. Yeah, but I don't think I've seen any of them. So, uh, Bad Lieutenant. He wasn't in that, was he? I think he, he is. directed it. He's a bad guy in that. Huh. He's He was in. I have s- seen Bad Lieutenant. I've seen both of them. He was in All three of with them. Tom Cruise, where he was the bad guy, also in a uh, portable building at the end. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen him in several things as an actor. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I might just not have recognized him. Um, I know he's a documentary filmmaker, but I've never seen any of his films. Yeah, he was famous for uh, working with Klaus Kinski. Yeah. Klaus Kinski, fucking madman. Yeah. You talk about a mad German, Klaus Kinski. What did he do? The most famous thing they did, I can't think of the name of it, but it was a, it was a movie about trying to get a boat up a uh, hill, or yeah. up a mountain, basically. Yeah. And they used all of the slave labor, you know, around to try to get this boat up a mountain. Yeah. It had overtones of that never-ending pushing a boulder up a mountain kind of thing. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Either that or Muhammad, bring the mountain to Muhammad, right. bring the mountain, you know, that kind of thing. Klaus Kinski, if anybody wants to look him up, fucking crazy man. Yeah. Um, I believe he was in Ghostbusters as the guy with the crazy white hair. Oh, really? That's Klaus Kinski? I think. He was one of the paintings. Right. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I think that was him in his later, later days. Hmm. But Klaus Kinski was a fucking madman German who made movies with, uh, famous for making movies with Werner Herzog. Herzog. Yeah. Did you ever see the Werner Herzog movie where he made it about uh, the Loch Ness Monster? Nope. So there's one where he talks about the, the legend of the Loch Ness Monster but it's all made up. So he makes up this monster to go into the lake and have people see it and all this kind of stuff. And it's made out of like paper mache and shit. It's just terrible. I always think of Werner Herzog as a guy who makes documentaries who also, to bring this thing kind of full circle, is a con man at the same time. Ooh. Yeah. I think Werner Herzog tries to make documentaries that will fool people. He's making a real world spinal tap ah. every time he makes a movie. I like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Werner Herzog is one of my favorites just simply because that's the way I think of him. And if he's trying to fool people every time he makes a fucking movie, then that is a monumentous achievement. That's like some uh, Andy Kaufman yes, shit. Yes, right very much so. Very much like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Make people believe what you're doing and make them laugh at the same time. I saw an interview with Werner Herzog. 
he was speaking with somebody. I want to say it was on Vice or something. And uh, and he's like a very Werner Herzog place. Yeah, Vice. yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was just standing there giving the interview, and somebody shot him. Mm-hmm. Someone took a fucking shot at him. That is that is the that is the point that proves the rule right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way that was real. Yeah. He just makes shit up. Yeah. Which and honestly, he just kept talking. He had a little blood, yes, and he just kept going. Yes. He's actually a great comedian, but very much in the Andy Warhol style of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, just make yeah. shit up. Make shit up. It's kind of what we do. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I think without Werner Herzog, you may not have Jackass. Really? Yeah. I really think so. Hmm. I think that, that school of let's just make shit up on the fly is very much Werner Herzog. Well, I can't say that I can think of anybody who so tongue and cheekily yeah, yeah uh, no shit made a career yeah yeah I'm gonna make a documentary maybe Andrew but it's not maybe real. Dice Clay oh come on hey he played a character he's still playing it have you watched his show no on Showtime fuck no it's actually pretty good Dice Clay is funny because he makes fun of himself the entire time he's always done that yeah that's always been his thing I don't know what you think of this guy. But Dice Clay is on one end of the spectrum for me, and Andy Dick is on the other spectrum. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Andy Dick is not a guy who's making any of that shit up. Yeah. I think Andy Dick is just a terrible fucking human. Yeah. Whereas Dice Clay pretends to be a terrible fucking human, yeah. but it's just for funny. Do you think Andy Dick killed uh, Phil Hartman by proxy? I really hope not, because Phil Hartman was one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I don't jump on the on the Andy Dick killed Phil Hartman no. train. I think his wife was nuts. Yeah. I think she didn't take her meds. I think it was going to happen. And I think it just Regardless. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Phil Hartman was a guy who was nice enough to stay with a woman that he loved, even though she was sick. God, man. Phil Hartman was one of the funniest men on the fucking planet. There yeah, is nothing funnier than caveman lawyer. <laughs> yeah. That is the greatest thing yeah. he ever did. I one of That the, and the Frankenstein uh, Christmas videos. Have you ever seen those? Uh, yes, I have. Frankenstein, an Indian, and something else. There's, that's all he does. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite Phil Hartman sketches was uh, the Soylent Green sketch, where he played Charlton Heston's character in he did Soylent a great Green. Charlton Heston. By he the way. did do a great yeah. Charlton Heston, and it was the same scene over and over again. The one where he says, "Soylent Green is people," yeah. Yeah. but the director kept having him do it with different. No, no, what it was was they kept making sequels, but it was like <laughs> Soylent Yellow and then Soylent Purple yeah, and then yeah. it went on to Soylent Polka Dot. So he was just doing the same scene over again, but he was Soylent Platters Purple. <laughs> so, so Phil Hartman was one of those guys that could play a radio DJ very well. Oh, yeah. He was radio. radio. He was fantastic. Fucking oh, fantastic. Amazing. Dave Foley and Phil Hartman. That is a great fucking... That is an yeah. all-time pairing yeah. right there. Because I thought Kids in the Hall was one of the greatest shows ever. Uh, you know, very much a graduate of the Monty Python School yes. of Comedy. Yeah. But still, they did their own thing. Yep. Uh, so, uh, let's wrap it up. Yep. So, you can find us, if you ever want to, on uh, Twitter at VeryDVeryQ. Yep. You can find everything we do as a production company at uh, onichanproductions.com. Yep. If you will ch- please check out the Twitch channel. 
Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Onichan Productions. Runs all day long. A lot of shit on there. Yep. Um, we've got the YouTube channel. Just look up Onichan Productions there. Yeah. Uh, we have Dumpster Fire Cinema, which is the other podcast that Aaron does with Jordan. We've got uh, Volk, which is the one done uh, by a mole man from Under the Soil. Um, so I think that's it, right? Yep. I think that's all we got. That uh, is, uh, we got a lot of shit out there. Yeah, Please we talked find about us. con artists, conventions, and poop. And poop. Uh, Reginald, please. Uh, Suck a dick. Uh, well, I was going to say send us an email, but no. okay, sure. Send us an email of a picture of you sucking a dick, Reginald. Well, it's a British thing, so he's probably got his pinky up. Yeah. It's a tiny little dick. And he's got his, his pinky up. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's been uh, Very Dark Very Quick. Yep. Thank you for joining us, and Thanks we'll so see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Suck a dick. Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode of Very Dark Very Quick featured Mike, Aaron, Josh, Crazy Vicky, Volk, and Jordan. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.